read the office hymn for today, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa. And we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, coming to you this Sunday, the 19th of December, the Sunday before Christmas, the Sunday called Rorate Colai, the fourth Sunday in Advent, the Sunday of the preparation. And we've heard in weeks past about how we are prepared for not just the coming of Christ in the Nativity, as the Old Testament people were, but the coming of Christ constantly at the altar, and also the coming of Christ in glory. That's what Advent is about, preparing for Christ's coming. And we heard in the past couple weeks about how we are prepared for Christ's coming by the scriptures and by the pastoral office. And today we hear about how we are prepared for Christ's coming by Christ himself. And today, one of the major themes is anticipation. And we're going to hear about that from Luke chapter 1 as we hear from Mary and the Magnificat. Because on this Sunday, when we hear the voice of John the Baptist, which is the alternate reading from John 1, when we hear the voice of John the Baptist say, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When we hear the voice of Mary singing, rejoicing over the child in her womb. All of that means Christ is here. He is near, he is coming, and he is here with us now. And so that's what we celebrate this Sunday. So let's now turn to our matin service with the opening hymn, Comfort, Comfort, Ye My People.
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him.
Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them spring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. The Old Testament lesson for this fourth Sunday in Advent is written in the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy, beginning at the 15th verse. The Lord your God will raise up to you a prophet from among you, of your brothers, like me. You shall listen to him. This is according to all that you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the Lord my God's voice, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I not die. The Lord said to me, They have well said that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brothers, like you. I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. It shall happen that whoever will not listen to my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of Philippians, beginning at the fourth verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, Rejoice! Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Alleluia! Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. Alleluia! The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass, that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and whence is this to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. 
and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. In his days shall Judah be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is six days until Christmas. The culture, in the words of old Blue Eyes himself, calls this the most wonderful time of the year. Is it really, though? If you're like me, it's not. If you're like me, you're sitting down anxiously on Amazon, worried if what you're looking at will have those dreaded words, may not arrive before Christmas. Or if you're like me, you have several trips to make to Walmart, Menards, and all other places planned in the next six days. And why is there this anxiety and this rush? Because Christmas is in six days, baby. Gifts need to be bought. Boxes need to be wrapped. It's chop, chop, chop for the next week. There ain't nothing wonderful about this time of year. It's all go, go, go. At least out in the culture. In here, in the church, how we prep for Christmas, well, it's a bit different. We prep by meditating on his first advent, his first coming. We prep by meditating on the scriptures for our comfort. We prep by honoring God's faithful servants, his pastors. That's what we've heard in the weeks past. But this Sunday, how do we prep for our Lord's advent, which is just six days away? Well, St. Paul says right here, rejoice. And if that wasn't clear enough for you, he follows that up again by saying, again, I will say rejoice. But is Paul doing anything but ripping off the Virgin Mary this morning? Or perhaps Paul, in telling us to rejoice, is telling us to sing with the Virgin these words, 
My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. We prepare for our Lord's coming, not in a generic, vague rejoicing, but we prepare by rejoicing in the Lord, by rejoicing in God, my Savior, with all our being. Yes, as we were, as we prepare for Christmas, it's almost as if Paul points to Mary here and says, rejoice like her. Rejoice because the scriptures have prepared you for his coming by their comfort. Rejoice for the Lord's servants, his pastors, have prepared you for his coming by the word and sacraments. Rejoice for our Lord himself this day prepares you for his own coming. We rejoice this day in the Lord. We rejoice in him who prepares us himself. And how does our Lord prepare us? He has looked at your humble estate at the poor, impoverished state of your soul, you who were conceived in sin with no hope, you who every day have the spot and blemish of sin that you don't even realize you commit, you who live in an ever-changing world of anxiety, depression, and tears, the Lord has looked at your humble estate as he did Mary's, and he has done great things for you. Now, what are these great things? We're celebrating these in a few short days. God sent his son from his throne in heaven, incarnate into the womb of the humble, lowly virgin, so that fully God and fully man, in the flesh of man, this son of God could live for you the perfect life which you could never hope to have yourself. So he could teach you of God's love which forgives you. So he could be nailed up on the cross for you. And there, in his great humility and his great glory, he could bleed for you, suffer for you, die for you. The Son of God came down from heaven so he could, in the flesh, die and be buried. So he could, in the flesh, be raised again from the dead. So he could, in the flesh, ascend into heaven and there, in the flesh, reign over all of heaven and earth. Now, why is this so great? Consider what this means for you who are baptized into the flesh of the incarnate Son of God. Baptized into his flesh, you were baptized into his death and resurrection, so that your sins, in which you were conceived, there die with him. Those sins were buried with him into the earth, and there they remain. Baptized into his flesh, you were baptized in his resurrection and glory, meaning you, like him, will be resurrected in his glory without sin, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, which means you will also one day ascend with him. You will reign with him, so much so that you will judge the angels. You will enter in with him in the flesh into the new heavens and the new earth. By the waters and the teaching of his word, you are his disciple with this hope which before was impossible to have. By the waters and the word, you are constantly being recreated, made anew for this future in his flesh. With this hope, you have a claim to the flesh and blood of Christ. This is yours here at the altar. You, in fact, have more of a claim to the flesh and blood of our Lord at this altar than you do to the flesh and blood of your own spouse. 
because your spouse will one day be taken away from you. But baptized into the Lord's flesh and blood, you will feast on his flesh and blood for eternity in this supper. So yes, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord who prepares you this day for his coming. Rejoice with Mary and all the saints. Magnify the Lord with her and all the church. For these are the great things he has done for you. For it is by the holy name of the Lord in the waters where you are united to Christ, where you are submerged in divine love, where you are baptized into the church. The church in which, with Mary, you will be called blessed by all generations, for it is in the church where all generations are blessed. Rejoice in the Lord who prepares you. For by being baptized into the church, you are prepared by our Lord himself. In his word and sacraments, he enters your ears, your eyes, your mouth, into your heart. So with him in your heart and you in his church, in his body, you are ready for his coming. So yes, St. Paul tells us to rejoice and let your reasonableness, that is your patience, your gentleness, your fairness, be known to everyone, because the Lord is at hand. Think of that. If the Lord has prepared you for his coming, and if our Lord is at hand, what reason is there to be hasty, or anxious, or impatient, or belligerent? Rather, rejoice in taking comfort, knowing that by our Lord you have been made ready, you are ready right now. If someone sins against you, it may hurt. But in a way, so what? The Lord is with you. The Lord is in you. The Lord has prepared you. So then we can be gentle with those who sin against us, and we can be eager to forgive them. If those who sin against you are impenitent, if they're not sorry, Yes, it may seem unfair for us, but in those times of trials where our enemies are not sorry to hurt you, is the Lord still not with you? Isn't the Lord still in you? Isn't the Lord still having prepared you? So we can be fair to those who are not fair to us. We can be patient with those who are impatient and vicious with us. And still over time, even to the point of our death, we can be eager to forgive even the worst of our enemies because of all the Lord has done for us. Again, if we see someone sin, why should we be hasty to judge them or put them in their place? Isn't the Lord now with us, in us, having prepared us? What's the rush? What's the anxiety? We can be patient and correct others now in gentleness, for we are prepared and the Lord is at hand. May we instead be eager to forgive. Think of it. Think of what we sing with the Virgin Mary, where she says, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. May we instead be eager to let go of the world's joys, ambitions, anxieties, impatience, viciousness, unfairness, let go of it. For our Lord is at hand. We are ready in his forgiveness. And all this poor world, it will vanish away the moment he returns in his final advent. 
So let us let go of all that is the world's, which will vanish away anyways. May we instead be eager to grasp tightly to the gospel, that which is eternal, which will not pass away. Let us instead be eager to be repentant ourselves, eager to forgive in reasonableness, gentleness, and patience, eager to be faithful to his word. Let us hold fast to all that is Christ's. For in all that is Christ, our Lord himself prepares us for his return. He prepares us for the new heaven and the new earth. So then we need not show our strength in vengeance. We need not think we need to scatter the proud. The Lord will do that himself on the last day. That time is coming. He is at hand. But for you who fear him, To you is his mercy now from generation to generation until he returns. His mercy prepares you and the Lord's return is at hand. So St. Paul tells us to rejoice for the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Meditate on this with me for a bit. If in baptism our Lord has made God your Father, If the scriptures now in baptism are your history and your comfort, if our Lord has prepared you for his coming by his constant coming at the altar, if our Lord is at hand, then why, dear Christian, are you anxious about anything? If our Lord is at hand, if he is at the door, he has prepared you for when he opens it then is he not also at hand to hear your prayers right now? In other words, take comfort, rejoice. For the Lord who has prepared you for his day is he who has brought down the mighty from their thrones. That is to say, the Lord who has prepared you for his return is also he who crushed the head of the serpent and robbed him of his power. For the Lord who has prepared you for his day is he who has exalted you of low estate by taking you from your sin and lifting you up into her who is blessed and who all generations will call blessed. In this case, not Mary. But in this case, the Lord has lifted you up into her to whom Mary points. The Lord has lifted you up into the church, his one and only bride. Take comfort, rejoice, For you who were hungry, here at the altar you will be filled with good things. For just as he promised to Abraham, so he fulfills for you here in the church where you receive his mercy. Take comfort, rejoice. For he who has done all this for you, who has prepared you and continues to prepare you just as he promised, he has also promised to hear you. Do not then be anxious, but rejoice by bringing everything to him in prayer and supplication. That's how we rejoice, by bringing everything to him in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Nothing you pray for is too little. For if you yourself were not too little for him to save, there is nothing too little that you can bring to him. And nothing you pray for is too big. For if our Father in heaven gave you his very own Son to die for you, there is nothing bigger that you could ask for. And because you are baptized, because you 
have, because he has prepared you with all this, you are able through the Spirit to ask for everything in thanksgiving to him. You could be asking him for the biggest or smallest thing with the tears falling down your face, and you can still do so in thanksgiving because you are baptized. And through the Spirit, you can. For our Lord himself has forgiven us and prepared us for his day. Take comfort, rejoice. Because although you do not understand it now, the peace of God from the cross and the resurrection is well beyond your understanding, your mind, your ways. If God has given you peace to not be anxious about the last day, then do not think that his peace can be overcome by anything else in this world until that day. Instead, this peace of God which surpasses anything we can know or understand. It protects and guards your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. It protects them right now in this world. It protects them on the day when he returns. Your hearts, your mind are protected, guarded in him in whom we rejoice. That's why we rejoice in him. Take comfort. Rejoice. Rejoice by dwelling in his peace which you are now submerged in. For if the voice of John is calling, if the voice of the virgin is singing, if the words of institution are spoken this day, if the word of scripture is preached this day, then that can mean one thing and one thing only. Our Lord has come. He is here even now. Rejoice by taking and eating. Rejoice by taking and drinking. For our Lord is here, which means you are prepared for his coming. And because of that, we can say, it is the most wonderful time of the year indeed. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. The angel said, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The angel said, 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Stir up your power, we beseech you, O Lord, and come and help us with your great might, that by your grace whatsoever is hindered by our sins may be speedily accomplished through your mercy and satisfaction, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, 
that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, 
and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. for our Matins Service podcast this week. Thank you to all who joined us for this podcast and who used it for your devotional materials. We pray that the Word of God heard here and the sermon preached is a blessing to you throughout your week. And this coming week is a busy week as Christmas is right around the corner. So if you are in the Spencer area, please come join us. You are more than welcome to join us Christmas Eve at 6 o'clock We'll be gathering for our Christmas Eve service with the Christmas Midnight Readings. And then Christmas Day, we'll be joining our sister congregation, First English Lutheran Church, at 9 a.m. in the morning for a service of carols and lessons. And then we'll be back also this coming Sunday, the 26th, to celebrate the Feast of St. Stephen, the first martyr after Christ's ascension. And of course, for those who can't make it in person for our Christmas Eve service, Christmas Day service, or the service next Sunday, we will, of course, be releasing podcasts parallel with those services. It'll be about 5.45 on Christmas Eve, about 9 o'clock on Christmas morning, and at the normal time, 8.45 this Sunday. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church or CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for the podcast or want to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses listed at the top of the bulletin. 
That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off. Thank you.